Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. It's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. All right. I hope you all can hear us okay. Obviously, a big game tonight. Big, big game. Yes. And we need all the energy. It's an absolute must win. Um, I have the standings in front of me. It's not looking good right now. But hopefully, we can give you some hope and then the boys can go on the pitch and get the job done. So let's begin first. Is it? I, I think it's just going to be released shortly. Okay. But I don't okay. think it's out just yet. Can I just say I got a text? My high school team was down 0-3 and came back to tie 3-3 just now to, to close it out. There you Battlers. go. Battlers. Good vibes. Some so, heart. Good vibes. All right. So the Sounders obviously have made the playoffs every single year. I think it's 13 straight seasons. Maybe 14. I'm not sure. This is the first year we're in real danger of missing the playoffs, right? So we've got, we've got to talk about that and be honest. Um, tonight we're playing FC Cincinnati. If you don't know, they are coached by one of our former teammates, um, Pat Noonan, great player, great person, and obviously a very good coach. So it'll be a very tough game. So let's begin there, Brad. Um, for tonight, for the Sounders, what do they have to do to get three points? Because you need three points. Yeah, I think tonight it's, it's obvious. It's a final, right? That's why you guys are here in this stadium, is to watch this team win and carry on that winning tradition to get into the playoffs. I think coming out hot and imposing your game from minute one. None of, none of us, none of our fans want to leave this stadium asking questions about why, why were they not on fire from minute one. Now, that's not to say a result, a win, any way, any, any shape, form, whatever it is, we'll be happy with that. But we also want to, want to see this team play well. Um, but we have to talk about who's missing as well uh, fr from this squad. And can they get it done tonight against a, a playoff team now that, that Noonan has got got buzzing so we went out last night Noonan and and got to spe speak to him and and what he's been able to do at FC Cincinnati and if you don't know about their history one of the best USL teams yeah. in the past decade right fan base incredible yeah. they make the leap to Major League Soccer and they got lost yeah. right they didn't have what the Sounders had coming from USL they didn't have that they had the culture and yeah. they had the fans but they didn't didn't have the team side of it yeah. which is so important as you're talking about building a good yeah. franchise so what Pat's been able to do is He's a man of the people, right? He's one of us. Yeah. And anytime that happens, right? It's just like Schmetz. Schmetz for us can, yeah. you know, put 11 guys on the field and usually get a result. Yeah. And that's because he's a man of the people. And Pat's been able to do that at FC Cincinnati. So we have to give credit to Pat and, and what Cincinnati's been able to do this season. Yeah. And tonight's going to be extremely, extremely difficult. Yeah, well, let's discuss who's missing. So obviously no Jordan Morris, no Raul Ruiz Diaz, no Alex Rodan, no Nuhu. And no Nico Ladero. Is that it? Um, it's Ariaga's out. Ariaga. Well. So, genuinely, six starting caliber players. Now, normally that will be, you know, it is a, it's bad news. It's a sign that, you know, your team may be in for a long night. But the Sounders do have depth, right? A lot of experience. If you can lose all of that, but still call on Montero, who's going neck and neck with Raul for all time leading goal scorer here one of the top players to ever play for the Sounders, Will Bruin, who has, I think, 
maybe 60, 70, maybe 80 MLS goals. Top player, I mean, very good player. Yamar is still there, Stephen Fry is still there. Christian Rodan may come off the bench today, probably will. So I think there's still enough there that I don't feel like this is a game that the Sounders can't win. The Sounders can absolutely win this game. Now, everyone has to play well. A lot of things have to go right. And I would say one of the main keys today is have to get the first goal. Don't play from behind against this team. They're very good on the transition. Um, their front three is scary. So Sounders got to play on the front foot. But I think, I don't want to ask you this, but I'm going to. Who will be the most missed? I have my answer. Who will be the most missed today? Yeah, I think tonight, it's, for me, it's, it's Jordan. I think, I think for me, Jordan's ability, whether he shows up or not, is, is a game changer for us. Of course, Raul up top is, oh, yeah. is, is a massive miss. But I, I still think for me, Jordan is that guy that can stretch defenses. And when you, when you talk about when Raul's successful, I think it's because of Jordan also. And Nicole, yeah. And, and yeah. of course, it's, it's the whole package. But specifically to those two, when Jordan's ability to stretch defenses, that's when Raul yeah. just drops back into the six-yard box, and oftentimes it's a tap-in. Yeah. I don't think anyone else, maybe Christian can do that for us, maybe, yeah. uh, on, on a really good day. Yeah. But it's, you're not going to see that tonight from Christian. He's trying to get his legs back, coming back from injury. So um, I, I think Jordan is a, is a massive piece for us to, to miss tonight. I, I agree with you there. Um, I'll go with Raul because, I mean, you have a guy who pretty much every time he plays, you have a feeling he's going to score and usually one or two goals. And goal, Schmetz always told us back in the days, probably still says it, no, goals change games. And when you can have a guy who can almost guarantee you a goal if you give him a chance, um, it's a big miss. So we'll miss Raul. But for the guys who are out there tonight, Brad, um, let's pick, let's highlight one or two. Who has to have a big game? You know, I'll go with three. Freddie, Albert, and Will Bruin. Three vets, all kinds of experience, the season's on the line, they have to show up. Yeah, I think, of course, we want all of our attacking players to have a great game. I mean, that's, you just said it yourself, goals change games. So anytime our attacking players are flying, it's, it's going to be a good thing. But I think when our team played the best two weeks ago at home was when Danny Leva yeah. and, and Josh played in the middle together, and within two or three minutes, Danny made a tackle, and he crushed a teammate, uh, the opposing teammate from Austin, and everyone got a lift from that, right? I think we all know the days of Ozzy, right? Anytime that Ozzy got into a tackle, the crowd was on their feet, and you as a player were galvanized behind that. If I see you limp out of a tackle and not get stuck in at home in this massive game, that will set the tempo for tonight's team, no matter who it is. It could be Will, it could be Yamar or, you know, Reagan if he's on the field, whoever it is. That first tackle has to be crunching, and it's got to set the tempo for what this team is going to do for the next 90-plus minutes. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, so, you know, tonight's one of those nights where I think, obviously, I, I'm a big fan of, like, playing beautiful soccer, playing the right way. I'll take anything tonight. Win ugly, man. Just get just a set-piece goal, uh, own goal. Just, I don't want to think about the possibility that the Sounders could miss the playoffs. Now, listen, we've been spoiled in Seattle. You know, I was talking to someone today, and the Sounders have played, I think, 11 finals and won seven of them. All right? That, that's pretty good. And four Open Cups, two MLS Cups, a Champions League, a Supporter Shield. It's a pretty stacked trophy cabinet. With that said, the standards here are so high yeah. that I don't want to use winning CCL as an excuse. Now, it's a reason. So is Jao Paulo being injured. Don't forget about the young kid Obed being injured. 
I'm pretty sure if Jao Paulo was fit, we'd be in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're not there. What would you say, Brad, is the biggest factor? And it could be a combination of things of why the Sounders find themselves in what we got called super unfamiliar territory. Yeah, well, look, I think we've talked about this before. Is When you look around the world, you look at, you know, Boca Juniors, River Plate, you know, the, the teams in Europe, Liverpool, Real Madrid, they all vie for three or four trophies every year because their roster is better than anyone else in the world, yeah. right? And then you get the flute game where, where a team might come in and make a run at uh, a Cannonball Cup down, down south, right, and, and push Boca or River out or one of the big teams in, in Argentina or Brazil. Yeah. Um, but they're certainly not winning another championship that year. I don't think that our rosters are built for a team to win a treble. And in fact, I think that MLS likes that. Yeah. I think that that is what, since day one, our league has been about. It's been about parity. And that's why you can't bet on this league. That's why when we're told at the beginning of the season, when we're betting, that MLS is actually one of the most bet on leagues in the world because no one knows what's going to happen on any given night. There is no team in this league that has shown that they can win three or four trophies every single year. One team always slips up. Yeah, you can win a supporter shield to win an MLS Cup. And even saying that, that is, it's insane. Um, and so the last time that's happened, I don't know. Um, and that's just a tough task. And that's the reality of our league is if you do lose a Jao Paulo, you do now lose an Obed that steps in that we thought was going to be that linchpin. We start asking questions about, about your roster. And then you're handcuffed because of contracts. And you can't go out and get the players that you, that you might be able to throughout the world and spend dollars and dollars, right? Just we're handcuffed. And you have to play with what you have. And I think, I think Taylor last night brought it up, actually. After Champions League, we won five of six. And then after that, it's been all downhill. So are we tired? Are, is it a hangover? Is it bad luck? When I look at the roster, or, or when the set of games, there's been no blowout game. We're at a plus one goal, goal differential, right? And so saying that, this team is still a very good team. Now we just have to put, put the pieces together with the guys that we have and unfortunately, we're still missing a ton, but it provides opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. we've talked about this with other teams like Houston, playing for contracts every year, right? San Jose is going to be playing for contracts, a spot on the team. I don't think we're at that point right now yet. I still think, we, I still think in this team, in this organization, you're still playing for, for the Sounders and for the fans. Um, there's always self-preservation in everything we do. But you're still playing for that badge, and that, that's a cultural thing that you're talking about, yeah. is that the standard is not good enough. So guys are going to push until the very, very end, until mathematically we're, we're out of it. Yeah, and going to your point, if we really look at this, the Sounders are not a bad team, and the evidence is there, right? There's not been a blowout loss. The ones that really hurt, I'm, I'm just thinking top of my head, I might miss one. The last-minute goal in Atlanta, couldn't believe it. Orlando away, Portland away, and at home, some terrible refereeing decisions. San Jose. San Jose. Oh, my God. Yeah, San Jose. There was one more I'm trying to think. LA Galaxy as well. Yeah. We, for some reason, have been on the wrong end of the close games. 90th minute, 91st minute. One refereeing decision. It's gone either way. Two or three of those, three or four more draws, and the Sounders are where most of us thought they would be now. That hasn't happened. I'm going to ask you the million-dollar question right now. Don't ask me why. No, no, not that. <laughs> the other million-dollar question. Um, does three wins get the Sounders in the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. I, I think someone else will slip up, for sure. Portland plays RSL. Yep. Minnesota Six don't look game. great. Right. You know, Portland plays LAFC and RSL. Galaxy are in. Galaxy. I, I don't see them slipping. So Portland <laughs> might be out. That would be good. 
I mean, it would be a good finish, yeah, yeah, right? Honestly. As long as this comes down to decision day, I'm still going to always have faith. And, and, and we all do. That's why we're here today. We want to see this team pull through. We're going to support them no matter what. Okay, it's, it would be a disappointment, yes, but we'll talk about that when, when we get there. Um, that's seven points. Get them in. Two wins and a draw. I don't think so. No. I don't think it will. No. I don't think so. And, and there you have it. That, there, that, there is that's no the harsh reality. Yeah, there's no room for error. Win out. Win out. Um, we have some fan questions for you guys. Yes, bring it. Bring cool. it on. Yeah. Uh, Matchup-wise, what do you think is the biggest threat this game? What is it, sorry? Matchup-wise, what is the biggest threat this game? Oh, matchup-wise, what's the biggest threat tonight? Um, I mean, I think I think Vasquez for for their 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 side, right? Their number nine is he's a good player. He's a poacher. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. Went to Atlanta, couldn't find his way, and then FC Cincinnati took a chance on him. Noonan has given him free reign to be up top. And if, 16 goals, I think, this year. And anytime a team has a player that's got 16 goals, you're going to make the playoffs. That's just how it goes. So even if you don't think he's a good player, if he's producing the, those types of goals, that is a difference maker for me. Uh, that, that tells me that... He is anticipating things before they happen, and he's not reacting to the game. He's anticipating every ball that's going to come his way, and when, when you're scoring 16 goals, things just happen. It's like that flow state, right? You get on the field, you just know it's going to happen. Steve would get on the field, and once he burns someone once, it's game over for that person. It's just going to go, go, go until you can't go anymore. And, and that's the state that he's in right now, and when you're facing a player like that, it's dangerous. Um, and that, that's an, it's not even an X factor. That's just, that's their guy right now. And so he's a, he's a one to watch out for. Uh, next question. Hey, Brad. Yes, sir. If we lose this game today, what's it going to look like during the offseason so we can get back into the playoffs yeah. next year? I think that's a good question. Um, if I had the answer for that, I'd be the GM of the team. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I... When you look up and down the roster, it's similar to maybe 2018, 2017, where it was a lot of veteran players out there. And at some point, you need to start sprinkling in some, some younger talent. And you have to ask a lot of questions in the front office of, are these guys producing or are they not? That's the reality of the sport. So I think that you can give players uh, leeway when it's, when it's an off year. I think you have to give respect and credit to the guys for winning a Champions League. Um, that still is, is going to, should be on the jerseys and it should be everywhere, right? Stapled throughout this, this stadium, the banners up. Um, but like Steve said, the standards of this club are, are go beyond any one player and as evident by movement in the past, right? I mean, you see a guy like Ozzy Alonso that was here for years and uh, ultimately it's time to move on. And I think it's possible that there will be some movement at the end of this year, but the Sounders have made very good business decisions and, and player personnel that they'll only do it if it's, if it's going to benefit the entire group. Um, they're not just going to make a knee-jerk decision and get rid of a guy because they think someone might step in and be better. Um, so there, there, there could be changes, but when this team is healthy, I still don't see them missing the playoffs if, if everyone's healthy. Now, we're, we're going to be a year older. So then you have to ask the question, if two or three guys get injured again and they're older, it doesn't take you, back in the day, it could take, when I was 20, it takes you two weeks to come back from a hamstring. When you're 34, 35, it takes you six weeks, eight weeks, right? And then you're missing 
a massive chunk of games. And when you're making millions of dollars, you're judged on your performance. That's just how it is. So um, a lot of questions. Steve, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts are. No, you said it perfectly. I agree. <laughs> Great uh, answer, Steve. You're going to leave uh, it Any other questions? <laughs> Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so a name you didn't mention yet, Albert Rusnak. Um, obviously, he hasn't produced in the way we thought he might, but he's been pivotal to the roster this year. What kind of role do you think he has? I think in recent weeks, since Schmetz has moved him higher up the pitch, you're seeing how good he is. He's a top player. I like his quality, how he plays, what he brings to the team. That's not in doubt. When he at RSL, he was the man. That whole system was built around him. He could do whatever he wants, go where he wants. Kind of what Nicola Dero did for many years here. Then you come to a team in the locker room, you look, and there's Jordan Morris, there's Nico, there's Christian, there's Raul, some other top players. So he had to learn how to play in a new team under a new system. And to be fair to him, probably for most of the year, out of position, playing as a holding mid, and did a very good job. Now, I wanted to see more goals, more assists. I think we will see that next year. I think and, uh, he'll be more advanced role. Um, just a very, very high-level player, super high IQ. Now, I think it took him a while to really settle in and feel like he's, he, can, he can be the same Albert he was in Salt Lake. But it's tough when you move to a new team. It's just difficult. And coming to the Sounders especially where the standards high, there's not much you can do to improve a team that's been winning and winning and winning and winning. Very few players can do that. But... I think when it's all said and done, he'll be a guy who does that. Yeah, I, I mean, we can echo that all day long. I think for Albert, and, and to go back to Steve's point, was who are the guys that we signed that are big-name players that came in and made an immediate impact, right? Oba, Clint took a while to get, to, to get into it, I think, still. Nico. Nico took a while to kind of, you know, really get used to the team. I mean, he was fantastic. But when this team plays its best is when everyone is consistent and happy in their position. And I think he'll have an honest conversation about where he wants to play next year. Um, but sometimes there's players who, like Steve said, when they're the man, they play really well. And when they have to share the ball, they kind of get lost a little bit. And they feel like they have to pass off opportunities where maybe at Salt Lake he's going to take on a couple guys and hit a shot from distance. You just haven't seen that yet. So I think that with a, they're still not going to have a full preseason because we have a Club World Cup to get to just around the corner in, in early February, right? So they're still not going to have a full a full preseason. But we've seen glimpses of what this team can do, and even when he's further advanced up the field. Um, but we ask the same questions about Albert all the time. You know, I think eight, eight weeks ago, three months ago, I said he should be playing as a number 10. Put him as a number 10. Why not? We're not scoring the goals that – and Raul wasn't getting the service that we wanted or whoever the striker was wasn't getting service. And I think our defense has shown we're not getting blown out. So I don't think his defensive responsibilities are what this team needs moving forward. Hey, guys, um, before we get to more questions, we have a special guest oh. joining the podcast, uh, Seattle University's very own Coach Pete Fewing. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Nice to see you. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. We have more questions? Just a, just a legend here. We had one here. <laughs> just you, can you comment on the defiance and what it looks like in the coming match? I, I, incredible job by Wade Weber. I mean, 
I wasn't at that game on Sunday. I followed the game on Twitter. I was refreshing. 2-0 down, then 2-1. And 90 plus penalty, missed the penalty. Yeah. 95th minute on goal, just you know, living the shootout through the account. Um, amazing. I know they have another big one this weekend. I think St. Louis, they play in the conference final. But I think it's hard to balance being a reserve team where you have to develop youth and get results. And Wade's done an exceptional job of that. So just now, it's been fantastic. Yeah, my, my thought on Wade is he's a school teacher, right? He was a history teacher, so he knows history. Wade's kind of a savant as far as he knows every president, he knows every World Cup who played in it, uh, but he's a teacher, and I think that's where he's most effective. He can take these young kids, and he was also the captain of Miami. He was the captain of Dallas. Uh, he was a hard man center back, and so he blends the teaching and the professional game, and he's done a great job with young guys against some older teams around the league yeah I, th I think what the Sounders do so well is bringing back you know the players that got them to where they are right now right whether that's you being involved Danny's up in the booth you know Casey Steve myself I mean the list goes on and on James all, all of us right and then wave at the academy level like that's so important when you talk about building a culture and something that I know that Pat Noonan is trying to do at Cincinnati Right? He saw it here firsthand as a, as a player of what, what you need to do to be successful as a club and as a culture so that we come out every weekend and, and support these guys. And the more we know about the defiance, uh, the more impressive it is right? To, to get results at that level and with your first team. So, sometimes it goes two different ways. right? Dallas has had you know, pretty good success at the academy level, and then you know, the past couple of years have been okay. I, th I think they're a better team this year. They're starting to figure it out both sides of it. But when your academy team is good and your first team is good, yeah. the, the pipeline is ultimately never-ending. And that's a credit to Garth, right? That's why Garth was brought in, was to kind of hammer that roll down and make sure that our academy was in order. Um, we want to be, we want to play the youngsters, right? We want to play the young guys. Ultimately, we want to be a club that probably sells players so we can have better facilities and, and, you know, reinvest into our own club and our own city versus requiring the dollars of our owners to go out and buy talent. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, last thing I'll say about Wade is in the early days of the Defiance, they used to say, oh, he put in a good shift, right? Like players put in a good shift. Wade does not stand for good shifts. You have to win, <laughs> right? So win. getting 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, yeah, that helps you with your development, but you have to succeed. So, again, club culture. Yeah. So real quick, we have some special guests in our, in our midst tonight. Um, and I got to go down to uh, Chief Leshai down uh, down south and hang out about a year ago. Uh, we were on a Zoom session today, but it's it's a group as, as part of our um, job shadowing program. This group, you guys want to stand up? Nice. So so these guys are here as part of an opportunity to uh, further their path down a you know a career, hopefully in sports or, or whatever it may be. But their opportunity today, they they captured it and took it, and uh, we were on a Zoom session today just talking about broadcast and and what it takes. But they're going to get a behind the scenes look today. Uh, at what the Sounders do. Uh, so you might be seeing them around the stadium in who knows what capacity, right? I talked to these guys today about, you know, maybe you're interested in, in what we're doing right now. Maybe you want to be a DJ, right? Maybe you want to man the cameras. Maybe you want to do the fireworks outside, whatever it is, game day operations. So um, credit to these guys for, for grabbing hold of this and taking, taking hold of the opportunity. Uh, so thanks for being here. Any other questions, guys? Anyone else? From Brad and Steve and Coach Pete? No? So, All right, keep going, guys. Just yeah, talk. Pete, Riff. talk to us about your season so far. I was hoping that wasn't going to be brought up. Uh, 
Thank you. Before last week. <laughs> yeah, before last week. So uh, we beat Notre Dame 3-1 to one at Notre Dame. Who scored and, two? Uh, Declan McGlynn got two goals. So Declan's a local kid. Uh, Habib Barry got the other one. Uh, and we were so excited to beat that great Notre Dame school we haven't won since. So uh, it's been painful. But so, so we, have, we have a tough schedule. We were on the road for Notre Dame, then Louisville, then Kentucky. Came home, back on the road for San Francisco, home at Oregon State, at Washington, and then we had LMU. So honestly, I don't think we've started a season where one win, five losses, and a, and a tie. And I think you'll be fine. I think Twitter's starting to say, "Well, we should fire Coach Fewing here pretty soon." Conference plays coming yeah. up. You'll be fine. But yeah. going going back to that that uh, who you guys played, right? So you had Oregon State, which is Terry Boss. Terry Boss, yeah. Head coach by Terry Boss, former right. goalkeeper here. Yeah. And then LMU is is Kyle Schmidt. Kyle Schmidt, right? yeah, that Z- was great. Ziggy's son is a head coach yeah. at LMU, and my alma mater, Irvine. So I taught, and Sam Reynolds, who's a coach yeah. at USF, yeah. he used to pick me up back in the day and take me to like Chivas trainings, yeah. and then we'd go to hot yoga afterwards. So right. he's he's one of, one of my guys. Sam's a very nice man. But he yeah. said that Irvine is playing an amazing brand of soccer. Good. But they haven't won a game this season, and I was like, yeah. Sam, yeah, they're playing they're playing a great brand of soccer, but they haven't won a game, and at yeah. that level, it's you only get what 16 games in a season. 17, yeah. 17 in a season yeah. to to get your results, but. We, we started 0-6-1, my second. I was at Seattle U 18 years. I left for six, came back. First year we won three games, Division One, and then, uh, and then the second year we started 0-6-1, and, and then we went on a run, and we ended up in the NCAA tournament uh, for the first time. So it can happen. So you're saying did, tonight yeah. we still have a chance this, a with chance. this group, with the Sounders. Chance. We still yeah. have a chance. Yeah. I called Coach Schmetzer. The, so Brian and I are pretty good buddies, and um, – I used to coach a team called the Kitsap Pumas, and we won the semifinal for the national championship, and Brian left me a voicemail and said, Pete, I'm not going to leave you some flowery message in our business. There's pressure, there's pressure, there's pressure. If you don't win, don't call me back. Uh, So I did not leave Brian that message today. It was a little more sympathetic, but yeah. Um, Pete, I want to ask you a question. Obviously, we know Schmetz. You know Schmetz a very long time. What makes him such, I mean, he's been so successful. What makes him such a good coach? Well, when he got the job, um, and he met with every player from top to bottom. I thought that was good. And he defined roles for players, and he empowered some players. Uh, Nelson was one that, you know, didn't do so great during the regular season, but he empowered him for postseason. Christian rolled on. He made a full-time starter. So he sees the game quite well. He's a great leader in that, the staff that he puts together is very, very good. He does care about the players, and he does care about the standards. And he's a serial winner. I think that was Danny Jackson's line. I played against Brian growing up, and then we were teammates a little bit with Seattle a long time ago. But uh, he's won at every level he's coached and, and won at every level he's played. They were so good in youth soccer that they went up a year, and that was kind of unheard of, Lake City Hawks. And that, that team sent about five or six guys to the pros. Um, so he expects to win, and he's super competitive. I played men's league against him years and years ago, and we were at the Space Needle doing a thing when you kids were playing, and, and uh, he goes, we're going to play against each other tonight. And I said, yeah, and he just kind of stared at me, and I thought, man, I pulled my hamstring, so it worked out. But <laughs> anyway, he's a competitor, and he's a very good 
team guy, and he, he, um, he expects to win. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, tonight, look at the lineup that they're going to put out, right? He expects them to win. He, and he knows, you know, he's had to deal his first year as head coach. Every game was like tonight. They had to win. So um, I think that, that's, those are the biggest things. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I think you know, the players know, even in a professional environment, that the coach does care about them. And speaking of lineup, we do have it now. It is out. You have it there, Brad. Right? I got it right here. Yeah. So, Brad, go through. This is the Sounders lineup today, and this is do or die, must win. Let's see what Schmetz has gone through. By the way, I spoke to Schmetz earlier, so I knew this, but go ahead, Brad. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, obviously, Stefan Fry and goal. We're going to play a 3-5-2, it looks like, or 5-3-2, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Reagan as a central of the, of the three. Yamar off to the right, Sissoko. And then you've got Ethan Dobelair, wide right. Kellen Rowe, wide left. Atencio Leva, Rusnak, Montero, and Bruin up top. So, young. Young, right? And you're kind of surprised not to see Madranda out there at this point. I would say Madranda and possibly Leo Chu. Chu, yeah. So, it's still, yeah, Leo's... I mean, ultimately, Leo hasn't, hasn't developed even enough to, to get a game against Cincinnati. Yeah. And Christian's so. on the... Christian's on the bench. In the 18, yeah. Yep. Christian's on the bench. So we'll, yep. we'll see Christian at some point. Where he plays, who knows. Um, but I would expect to see Tevez. I mean, you just roll down the list, I guess. I mean, yeah. there's only six subs tonight. Yeah. yeah. So that's how... The cupboard's bare. That's, yeah. where, that's where we're at. But get the job done, right? Whoever's yeah. on the field, get the job done. I mean, if you're coaching this squad right now, what do you say in the locker room? Well, you got to defend. you got to get a clean sheet. And really, you've got between the back three, Sissoko... Reagan, uh, Yamar, and then Double Air's got to stay home maybe, and Rowe can go forward because he's got the soccer brain IQ to do that. But I'd say that they got to defend Leva and Tensio, got to sit in the middle of the park and make sure that Cincinnati doesn't get on the board. So, uh, but you've got guys who can score, uh, Ruznak, Bruin. I heard your comments about Ruznak. This is a nice spot for him tonight. Um, and then uh, Freddie Montero. So there is, there's goals in this club for sure with those three up front, but the, the rest of the guys, I think, have to stay home. Maybe Kellen Rowe can get himself forward. If Leva goes, Intensio stays. If Intensio goes, uh, then Leva stays. Hi, Kizamu. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> We're about 40, maybe a bit more minutes from kickoff. Um, as we wrap up here, I'll, I'll go last, because I think I'm nervous. How are you two feeling tonight? Do you, is it a good feeling? Do you feel a bit on edge? Is it, you know, I respect what the job Pat Noonan's done really well. Like, they're a really good team. We scouted them a little bit um, for the broadcast, and their front three is electric. They play good in transition. And having shared the locker room for two years with Pat Noonan, he's like a, he thinks about the game really well, was such a good player. But it's, it's about the Sounders. They've got a win. And before we get to the Cincy lineup, just Brad, Pete, how are you guys feeling? I would say right now, we've had this conversation in the past, and when we played at Vancouver last weekend, we asked the question, who from Vancouver you would take over anyone in our starting lineup? And neither of us said anyone. Right? We're going to take our starting lineup any day of the week. If you look at this team from Cincinnati, it's a, it's a good team on, on, on paper. If they show up tonight, maybe, maybe not. But Haglin's had a, a resurgence of a year. Then you've got Jeff Cameron. Premier League player, went to World Cup. You've got Matt Miazga, right? Chelsea boy, 
has played in this league, has, has played, you know, at the national team level for a long time. You've got Acosta as a number 10. Noonan's really high on Wobu in the middle. Said he's a very, very good player, one to watch out for tonight. Uh, and then you've got Vasquez and Brenner both starting tonight up top. And, and Brenner, they paid a ton of money for. Um, and, and who knows what's going to happen with him. And then Vasquez is fighting to get into a lineup for, for the World Cup. So you kind of ask questions now. This Sounders team, we're at home. And when you walk into the locker room, and even if you see those names, you're, I don't care, right? Ultimately, you're playing for the club, and you're playing for the badge now. It doesn't yeah. matter who you're playing against. Even if we walk down this lineup and say, oh, maybe we'd like to have him as a 10 or a center back instead. It's about this group tonight coming together in the locker room saying we, we have to get this job done tonight. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, Fry has to have a great game as well tonight. He's got to own the box. The back three, I like when they went to the back three at the beginning of the year because it's Pretty simple defending. You stay within the width of the 18. So the back three in front of Fry have to be very, very good. The wing play, I don't think he has double air to get himself forward, but, but Brenner's 14 goals, five assists, I think. Uh, he's a guy that they've got to make sure that you can maybe front him so he doesn't get possession of the ball, ball's played in, but you certainly have to stay goal side. And then no rest restarts tonight are always very important in tight games like this, so no unnecessary fouls. And then when we get opportunities, we certainly have to have great service. But, you know, we're missing a lot of guys. But as you said, you guys did it, right? You guys did it for this club. When the back's against the wall, this team has usually been, uh, has, has answered that challenge. So it's a big one tonight. It's a big one for these young kids for Double Air, Intensio, Leva. I mean, these are young kids that have to grow up right now. Right? <laughs> and tonight would be great for that. All right. This has been side-by-side, side. Sounders, Cincinnati. It's a must-win. So if I wasn't working, I'd be right there where it says craft, beer, and wine bar. That's where I'd be. But i got to work. Thank you guys for being here, for listening. And bring the Sounders good luck tonight. We need to win. Let's go. Let's go.